Hello and welcome to Nobody Meets Somebody, the podcast where two comedians who are currently nobody meet somebody who is famous. My name is Mary Picarazzi. And I'm Tanvir Arora. And today's guest, we have the amazing Sean Patton. He is a stand-up comedian who's based out in L.A. and New York. He has performed at Comedy Central's Live at Gotham. He's also appeared on Late Night with Jimmy Fallon and Conan, just to name a few. I'm excited. Tanvir? I am super excited. So I missed the opportunity to meet him when he was in San Antonio, but I've heard great things about him. So let's let's just start talking to him. Let's talk with Sean. Hi, Sean. How are you? (laughs) We're so happy that you're on the show. I am happier than you. You that I'm on the show. You'd never even know. I've been up all morning. I did squat crusts. Wow. You know? yes, not, nothing helps your pelvic ground like a squat thrust. There you go. Well, you know uh, that you're supposed to like the first thing you're supposed to do every morning is wake up, drink a sh- drink like too much water, and then do a bunch of cat cows. You know what a cat cow is? Yeah, done that. Yeah. And apparently that loosens up uh, the like spinal cord, so that I'm pretty sure it's just a glass of water, not too much water, but you know. You're supposed, to drink, you're supposed to drink enough water to where you piss your pants while cat cowering. That's how you're supposed to start your day. Okay. What about pooping? I am really concerned about not being able to poop in the morning. I mean, if you do a cat cow and you poop your pants while cat cowing, you go out and tackle that day because you just... All right. You, you, lucky cat you cow. have <laughs> <owned> that day. <laughs> Well, we are starting this off on a great note. Yeah, um, as as always, I have my red shiny hat with all my super duper questions. Tavir, what you got? Uh, I just read it down last minute. I apologize, but we'll make we're it never, fun. We'll we're never going to get that pirate sponsorship that way. Come on, kid. <laughs> I, I I think I'm the fact that you guys have questions written down is already miraculous to me. That, you're, <laughs> that there's not like a third party you have to be like, hey, Buzz, what you got the questions? <laughs> Hey, Buzz. And then some other guy's like, eat shit. People would be amazed the amount of preparation that goes into this because it doesn't look like it at all. You guys Uh, have real preparation. I I know. I believe. (laughs) I don't believe. Unless I believe. (laughs) Well, we're going to start with the first question. Where is the most inappropriate place you have made a joke? The most inappropriate place? Yes. Ah, that's a good one. Not just not just not inappropriate place I've made a joke about because that's ooh. Um, <laughs> most inappropriate place I've made a joke. I would probably say was uh, I mean I've made a joke at a funeral before, but I was really young and didn't wasn't it wasn't uh, intentional. Right. So I'm not going to count that. Uh, definitely made a joke at mass. That's easy. That's easy. Yeah. That's yeah. easy. Oh, oh, I made a really inappropriate joke once while uh, performing a wedding ceremony. Nice. What was you the, joke? the joke? If you want to say it, yeah. So basically, I, uh, the, the wedding part, the, the, my friends that I was marrying were like, for like the, the vow, they did their own vows. And then for the part where it's like repeat after me, and they both, they were sort of like, we'll just say whatever you say, just make it funny. And I was like, okay, shouldn't have given me that much leeway. But I just made a bunch of like, I blank take the, you know, to fondle in the morning. To, and, I, and, I, and they were laughing and like the bridal party was laughing. And I kept going like to, to perform orally on. Okay, it was so while performing a wedding ceremony. I just, I just made them both say they would do a bunch of sexual shit to one another in front of like 
parents and great aunts. And I realized like halfway through, I was like, oh, God, I've gone too far. And like people afterwards made it known. They were like, yeah, that was uh, probably, you probably shouldn't have done that. But the bride and groom were like, no, we loved it. So it's like, fuck all y'all. Exactly. Fuck all y'all. all that matters. That is literally all that matters at the end of the day. The wed- weddings have been taken away from the bride and groom. They really have. And like, people are like, no, it's about the family though. No, fuck that. Like, let the, yes, it's about the family, but let the bride and the groom have fun. They're like, feeding they, you for free. Fuck off. Get deal with it. That's true. Or their parents are, you know? Or, well, whoever's paying for it, that's their day. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Oh, next question. Would you quit comedy for a million dollars? If not, how many dollars? Wouldn't I wouldn't do it for a million. I feel like a million is not nearly as much as it should be. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. should be. A million should be like, I'm set. Right. Well, I, no, I feel like a million's not what it should be, and it would just be then. Then what I would then what would you do with a million? Just be like, well, I'm going to invest some of it, and then that goes to shit. A million's not even enough to buy a property. No, in certain well, cities. Too. Well, especially in your state, no, that would be taxes. I mean, by the time yeah. you get it, whew. yeah, yeah. I mean, like, so for a million, no. I think if you wanted me to quit comedy, I would need fifty million. Fifty million. That's 50, no. yeah. yeah. That's the first one. I think we, we asked someone and they said 10. 10 was the upper limit. No, because for 10, I would still feel guilty. Then like <laughs> I would still feel like, what the, What am I doing? And I would try to open a comedy club. And then I would be like, you know, if, I, if I'm on stage as the owner, though, that technically isn't quitting. But then I'd probably get yeah. Nice, nice loophole there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice. nice. For 50 million, I would move to the Maldives and just fuck off. Right. That's okay, fair. that's fair. All right. What music are you listening to right now? Uh, lately, I've been listening to this podcast called uh, This Podcast that I'm on right now. Um, and it's just, it's, just a, it's just a mashup of every podcast that I'm on currently while I'm doing it. I'm <laughs> um, we're so close to that being a ringing endorsement for a second. <laughs> no, this, it's, it's, it's this podcast. I always listen to it while I'm on it. Uh, <laughs> No, uh, real, lately I've been listening to uh, this is fucking the Isley Brothers. Ooh, I love the Isley <laughs> nice. Brothers. Did you have you ever listened to some of the songs written by R. Kelly though? Come back around. There's I'm a sorry, there's right? like a, there's like a few songs that like uh, well for Ronald Isley or Ron Isley, uh, R. Kelly wrote a few songs and there's a few that are just like oh okay he was testing this shit out before he went. Uh, wow. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. R. Kelly was a suspicious-minded motherfucker. He should have been. But, like, <laughs> he wrote a lot of songs about, like, why are you cheating? Where your friend? If you was with your friends, what was that social security number? Oh, you don't know that you wasn't with a friend if you don't know that number? It's, it's like, crazy shit where you're like, bro, you are fucking, he probably hired <laughs> private detectives constantly to scope out everyone he came in contact with. He was also banging 15-year-olds. But but that's how that's how you know you got a shady person because they're the ones suspecting from everybody else because they would do that shady shit. That's how exactly. that works. Exactly. All right. What's your favorite thing to do apart from comedy and jerking off? That's a great lump together right there, too. Just to, like, go ahead and be like, we're going to preemptively strike down the first one that so many people would say to try and be funny. So many comedians <laughs> would say yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, favorite thing to do, you know, you know what I really love to do? And this is like, so whatever. Um, I, I really love practicing. Oh, I'll show you. 
with, with my shillelagh. Ooh. You know, just uh, fucking taking some walks, walking around. Like, I'll do this at night, late at night. I take, I take night walks when I'm not doing comedy because I like to clear my head. I take okay. my shillelagh with me. And I fucking, sometimes I like dance with it and twirl it. Sometimes I just fucking walk with it like a cane because I'm sure I'll be there one day, 20 years from now. <laughs> maybe less, maybe five years from now. Sometimes I talk to it like a crazy person on the street just because one of these is going to be my future. <laughs> An old man who needs to walk with it, a crazy person who needs to talk to it, or I'm singing and dancing. Flipping it around, also probably a crazy person. Nice, I love it. Also, this looks like a very sturdy weapon. Yeah, and that's the one. I, that's the one I unfortunately have to use it for a lot. You know, cats, yeah. Yeah, children. Yes. Get that fucking child away from me! Pop, you know, I fucking. I don't. I don't use it on cats. Uh, cats yeah. are way too quick for me. This thing's pretty great. <laughs> I, I got it in Dublin, as you can see. I've whacked it against a few things. Subway yeah. people. Subway people. Oh no! Subway people have way scarier weapons than this. Subway. <laughs> <laughs> I've never brand. Don't pull your dick out unless you're winning the fuck. You know what I mean? That's how I say. Because actually, the saying should be on the subway: "Don't pull your dick out unless you're willing to compare dicks with the guy who's already got his dick out." And I guarantee his shit's at least vainier than yours. At least vainier. Well, that, that's what you're aiming for. Mm-hmm. Is vanier um, always better than non-vanier? Like, I, I think it depends, right? I don't know. Okay, maybe not. We won't talk about that. No. Mary just put her, no, vanier, no. 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 Um, <laughs> what would be the worst way to die? Ooh. I mean, I feel like a comedian would be like, on stage. Huh? <laughs> I think that would be the best way to die. If you like, if you like crush, if you like have a crushing set. Standing ovation, like, thank you, everyone. Good night. And then you walk backstage and just drop dead. Damn. You know what I mean? So no one got to, no one had to see you drop dead, but like the last but thing you not, remember. Is that the worst way to die? No, that's the best way to die. The worst okay. way to die would be the would be uh the exact opposite. Just not just bombing. Right? <laughs> and then being like, Thank you, everyone, good night. And then walking off stage and not dying, just still living. Uh. I'm still alive. I gotta I gotta live with this. I think the no um being buried alive, I think would be the worst. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. I don't I don't yeah, think you've got to fucking live with it and think about it and why did you think of that? Is there like a promote possibility that's gonna happen? No. Okay. <laughs> Just, okay. Well, that's why those bells got put in. Remember those old school bells back in like the seventeen hundreds? They used to bury people and tie a little string and all the way up to the top and it had a bell because they would often people would be like unconscious and then they'd bury them. And then they'd still be alive, so they would they would have to move their finger, and it would ring a bell up top, and then somebody would dig them out. That's also like that's also like, hey, maybe just don't be so quick to bury everyone. Why don't we take our not, time? He's not responding right away. You're like, Chuck, Chuck, he's dead. Get a shovel. <laughs> no, man, he's really fucking hungover. You know, yeah, like, no. that's why it's better to just. Cremate, cremate people, then actually bury, the, bury them. Like once you cremate, they can't come back. They can't ring the bell. That's a yeah, yeah, yeah. I That's mean, that. if they haven't, if they're not ringing the bell by the time they even feel the warmth, of the <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that might just be murder at that point. But you know, hey, yeah. I just love yeah. the fact that there was a time when they were like, "Look, we might accidentally bury a lot of living people." <laughs> we, bad. You know, we love digging. We love digging holes. <laughs> All right. Um, 
What's your favorite over-the-counter med medication? Fuck, bro. No one like no. One, yeah, I, I love this question. question. I love this question. No one ever thinks of it. Uh, I mean, like over the counter. No. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't really like aspirin. You know, all right. That's that's it keeps you from having a heart attack. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, you remember like K two and all that shit, like the over the counter marijuana. Yeah, <laughs> which wait, what's yours? Mine. Yeah. Mine is, uh, well, lactate because I'm lactose intolerant and I love oh. it. I carry it right, I have it right here. I just took one. There you go. Yeah. Is it, are you just, <laughs> did you just accidentally like, fuck, I just ate all that ice cream now. <laughs> no, like, he just takes it to take it at this point. Sorry? No, I keep accidentally it. drinking all this milk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I love drinking milk. I love dairy and that's why I keep a lot of these with me. Oh well, then that by that then my favorite over the counter medication is the morning after pill. Uh, <laughs> there you go, that's a good one. <laughs> I mean, I take it myself. It's a good time, bro. You just get loopy, you know. <laughs> it's a good buzz. Uh, we're gonna follow that great question up with, uh, "What's your biggest pet peeve?" Oh man, I got so fucking many. I should have done my research on myself. But, <laughs> uh. No, you know what? You know what? My biggest pet, pet, pet okay, one the one that I'm dealing with right now is people who act who who posture, who act like shit's crazy when it's really not that crazy. You understand? This guy's like, calling people chicken littles, or or just or just someone. It's like if you're like hanging out at a bar and some drunk dude's like, I don't know, fucking, I got what? I got a Mitsubishi in my pants. Fuck you, and stumbles away, and you're like. Wow, that's literally the craziest thing I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> that's the craziest thing you've ever seen? Really? That That's literally the craziest thing you've ever seen is a drunk guy say something ridiculous. Like, I, I see that a lot, especially in comedy with, like, people trying to – I guess more – I guess a deeper version of what I'm trying to say is I hate – my pet peeve is people who try to pretend like normal is a real thing. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, especially in comedy, like, no, we're not normal. We're all damaged fucking goons that are willing to put it out there on display, right? So there's no normalcy to this. Like, I kind of hate when people are like, oh, just be normal. Like, what does that even fucking mean? <laughs> there's no such thing as normal. Everyone's damaged. And, like, the, the trying to hide it and pretend like you're just, nope, nothing's wrong with me is more damaging. Not only to you, but to everyone around you. I fucking hate that shit. Just let your inner freak flag fly. People can see them. through it. People can see through that shit. But I, God, I fucking hate it when people are like, what is, what's going on right now? This is literally insane. No, it's not. No, it's not. You want literally insane. I got five or six places we can stop at. <laughs> actual crazy spot. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's a big pet peeve. Just don't, don't freak out when something weird happens. Just acknowledge that. Like, yeah, that's, that's that person's thing. They, yeah. like to, they like to fart and keep it a little bit. They like to fart into a Ziploc bag <laughs> and sell it. That would be actually, that'd be pretty cool. I'd, bu I'd buy someone's fart. If they believed in their fart that mm. much to bag it up and sell it, I'd be like, I'm going to buy this and just see what happens. What would be your price point to buy that? I was going to say how much. I'm going to work on it right now after this episode. I'll counter. I think a fair price to ask would be 20 bucks, but I'd count to a 10, and I think that's good to take. Uh, including shipping? Well, include if we're talking a fart that needs to be shipped, 
Yeah, because I'm in Texas. I mean, I have to ship that to you. All right, I would, I'd, I'd be willing it's to. Not drop. Like, it's like Amazon Prime, but you got to buy so much to get free shipping. Yeah. If you if you mailed me a fart, I'd I'd, I'd send you twenty five bucks, shipping included. Done. Oops. All right, this is happening, guys. Did not say this. Now you're gonna have to document this, Tambier. Oh my god. If you, if you if you fucking email me a fart, I'll I'll open it. <laughs> I'll, on camera. <laughs> All right. Uh, with that in mind, what's your dream gig? Shit. I mean, like what? Like you mean like a one night gig or? Yeah. Or residency. Or it could be right. Yeah, it could be. What, what is the What is the thing that'd be like? You know what? I fucking made it. I mean, there's so many of those. Like, uh, I mean, I you know, I would I would love to go back to Edinburgh the festival, and do a sold out run because that. A festival in Scotland every year, mm-hmm. but you get acts from around the fucking world. Wow. So it's just it's just a different. It's different, you know what I mean? Like you see some crazy shit, you see some stupid shit, you see some amazingly hilarious shit. But every time I've gone, I've done it twice. Like uh, I've done both runs have been one was great, one was sort of shitty, and I was supposed to go back last year and this year, but you know that's not happening because of. Uh, but um, because of, uh, you know, flights are just too expensive. They've just gotten too expensive, which they have, by the way. Yeah, we get yeah. it, airlines. You didn't make money for six whole fucking months. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for Guess jacking what? up we the Guess what? We didn't prices. either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks for, thanks for being like, no, a flight from New York to Chicago has always been $640. <laughs> Even if you book three to five weeks out, it's always been $700. For an hour and forty minute flight. What are you talking about? I like um, how they give you like the cheapest flights though, and it's like to Iowa. It's like nobody wants to Iowa for forty nine dollars round trip Southwest. So stop telling me this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, unless you, uh, maybe unless I was like, we'll pay you forty nine dollars. Like, all right, I'll check that out. I like corn, or is that Idaho? That's Iowa. But <laughs> no, that's, that's Iowa. You're right. Actually, going to throw this out there: Des Moines, Iowa, uh, undercover cool city. You do not expect it. And then you get there and you're like, what? And then you learn first city in America to allow gay marriage. Oh, wow. Interesting. Like legal, like legal gay marriage, Des Moines, Iowa, of all things. All right, Iowa. Maybe I will visit you for $49 round trip. Uh-huh. Maybe <laughs> for $69. <laughs> right? I feel like I had to just... If you're going to make a bad joke, just commit to the bad joke. Find <laughs> it into the fucking ground and own it. Anyway. Um, yeah, a dream gig would be a sold out 200 seat, sold out, a uh, sold out run in a 200 seater at the Edinburgh Fringe Fest because that means you're doing pretty fucking great in the rest of life. Nice. If you're selling out that festival, 26 shows in a row, wow. uh, it's a good time too. It's Scotland. You ever been, have either of you ever been to Scotland? I've been to Scotland when I was, when I was a kid. It is beautiful. Yeah. It, it is, is beautiful. beautiful. And Edinburgh, yeah, Edinburgh's like castles like legit like oh this is this is a castle we are inside of and like yeah. cobblestone street you're like you're like walking it's, through the and you're like what's down that little nook and it's like a spiral staircase in a it seems like garden it, and then like a bunch of people drinking scotch and you're like yeah. i, I want to do this you know yeah. it feels like harry potter's kind of right it's it very yeah. yeah i mean every single place you go in edinburgh is like and here's where jk rowling was when she right. had the idea for the rain <laughs> Really? At this? 
Right. <laughs> it's a full stop, yeah. <laughs> and here is where she was mugged by transsexual women, which is why she doesn't believe in them. That's a terrible, <laughs> terrible Scottish accent. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, that's where we're going to stop you on the horrible accent. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> what is your, uh, so you've done shows here in Texas. Um, I don't recall this answer to this question, but I'm going to ask anyway, what is your pre-show ritual? Uh, if I told you, I'd have to tell you. Again, uh, <laughs> um, I kill someone. I find someone on the streets, just a random <laughs> And I just murder them dead. And uh, the rush from I breathe in their soul, and they inspire me with no. Um, there's actually an Indian Netflix series exactly about that. A comedian who has to kill someone before he goes up on stage. Are you fucking serious? Yep, I'll send you the link. It is. Please. It is so funny. It is so funny. Yeah. See, wow. man, this is what I love about shows from other countries is that they are most other countries are not at this like sell, sell, sell to everyone. Yeah. fucking mindset that America's been in for the past 40 years. So you still get shows that are like risky and fucking crazy. Yes. And that like, yes. like what's the craziest concept you got? Let's do it. I'm glad you said that. I'm like, my first thought was that show. I watched that show. Yeah. I would watch that show. I want to write on that show. I want to submit <laughs> be a fucking writer on that show. I'll move, no. to, I'll move to Mumbai. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Wait, cause they, cause I remember like they had their, their, their COVID cases were swelling and now it seems like they're, they got finally, Yeah, finally, they finally did. Yeah. Footing, so that's good. But yeah, please send me the link to that show. I want to check it out. But, um, I will. My, re my pre-show ritual is basically watching that show now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, I, I, I need, actually, I need, I require 30 minutes of alone time. Depends on the show. Like, if I'm doing like a headlining set, I like to be alone for at least a half hour before and at least a half hour afterwards. Because in both cases, I need to calm my brain down. I need to calm it down. Okay. So it's like, you ever see, I think, of, okay, my brain is like a nonstop drum solo. All right. Um, you ever see the movie Whiplash? Yes. When he goes off on that crazy drum solo at the end, and pretty much any drum solo you ever watch mm -hmm. on any, on YouTube of any great drummer, they all have a point where they bring the, they bring it down to the basics, to the rudiments. Right. So like whether they just they go fucking berserk and then they bring it down to this slow motion and then they come back out of it. Like I need to, my brain is kind of at a drum solo all the fucking time and I need to bring it down to its rudiments. So that when I get back when I get on stage I can thrap and just fucking let it go fucking bonkers. And then after afterwards I need to do the same thing so that I can then get out among people and talk to them. Like I envy comedians who can talk to an audience member immediately after they get off stage. And there's a lot who can, who are far more successful than me. So I, I actually endorse it. Like get out there afterwards, talk to people, take pictures, let them buy merch, whatever. I can't. It's like my Achilles heel. Like, you know, I wish I could get out there and fucking get in a bunch of pictures and because then people post it. It looks like you're fucking famous all the time. I wish I could do that. I, it's my one Achilles heel. I have to go in the back and just kind of be alone for a minute. And unfortunately, some people read that as like, oh, he's too good to talk to people. No, I'm not. I'm too <laughs> bad. I'm too bad to talk to people. Even It doesn't matter if I've killed or bombed. I have to be alone afterwards. So how does it work? Are, aren't people expecting you to be out? Like, say you did a great, fantastic show and they're lining up to talk to you or to take pictures. You still take your time? 
I do. Because, I mean, like, I mean, and this is the fucked up part, but, like, I personally don't believe you owe the audience any more than the show. That's fair. That's fair. I, like, I really do. Like, the show is, you're going to get more out of the show than you're ever going to get out of uh, me talking to you 15 minutes after I got off stage. Like, right. I'm going to be in a very closed-in headspace until I come out of it. And I think there are some people, that's what I kind of hate about social media, is, like, people now expect to be a part of your life as a comedian. They want to, like... Yeah, people bought you. Yeah. yeah. No, no, you paid for a thing. I gave you the thing, the best right. possible version of the thing I could produce in the moment. I always strive for that. I always strive for that. And I gave it to you, and I gave you a little extra. I gave you a fucking... I gave you a seven-course meal, and all of it was fucking cooked with my personal touch. You know what I mean? Like, I... I dumped my soul on top of you. I probably gave you more than your money's worth and that's it. That's all I owe you. And afterwards I'll talk to the people who are still there. Of course I'll, I'm not an asshole. I'm a fucking, <laughs> I'll still say hi to everyone and greet as many people as I possibly can. But like, I, I feel like that we as the creators have to like, there is a line still. No, I'll say, as, is there a point, though, like, as your, like, let's say your success skyrockets, you know, like, Chappelle level, where tickets are $300, $400 a pop, would yeah. you feel at that point that you would need to, or is that still came the same, the same idea of the show is the gift, is no, the contract? Because I still feel the show is what you're paying for. And, like, a guy like Chappelle, those people who are paying the money, they're not getting anywhere fucking near him after the show. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, like you're you're gonna get closer to a, someone you paid fifteen dollars. <laughs> Actually, that's something you should know as an if you're an audience member listening to this or a comedy fan. The more you pay to see the show, the less likely you're gonna get anywhere near that fucking comedian afterwards. That's so true. That's so true. And like, and that, and don't be pissed by that. Like the show, like as comedians, as before, we still need our personal lives and our personal space. And I know social media doesn't make it seem like that. But trust me, in a lot of those cases, a lot of those pictures you're seeing, a lot of those hangout sessions you're seeing are people who are like, it's later, the person's been vetted, or they've, been, they've it's, you know, like, hey, that's definitely not creepy. And like I said, I still, I do talk to people. I don't avoid anyone. Yeah. But I've also gotten messages from people afterwards who are like, love the show, was really disappointed that you didn't come out and hang. And it's like, well, I didn't owe you a hang. <laughs> yeah. I owed you a performance. And like, that's what you got. Right. And uh, I've but I've opened for far more successful comedians and I've I've seen that go fucking sour. I've seen like real weird situations where that the, the they have to be like, Can someone please get this person away from me or get me away from them? Like wow. they are convinced that we are soulmates and are gonna hang out all fucking night. <laughs> You know, like I remember, I won't say the comedian's name, but I was open for this comedian once who's like famous now. And um, afterwards, there was there were these there was this couple that was legit angry that the comedian was not going to get in a car with them and drive to an undisclosed location to do some fucking blow and then be brought back. Wow! They were like legit pissed off and going, and the dude, the the male member of the of the, the, the husband, it was, they're married, was like, so you're just a fucking cock tease. That's what you are. And, and and the comedian who was male was like, I wasn't gonna fuck you. He's like, whatever, man, I'm saying cock tease in general. Like, you're just gonna hang out and, and get our hopes up that you're gonna come back. To, like, this is fucked up, man. This is fucked up. And you're like, oh, no, no, you're fucked up. 
<laughs> you had this notion in your head that this comedian, who I'm not going to say the name, but their name was Ari Shafir, um, who <laughs> that Ari like owes you something that like yeah. owes you more than like a fucking hang. Like he doesn't, he doesn't owe you shit. He owes you a show right. and he gave you a show and now you're acting like, anyway, yeah. sorry, that's a long, yeah. no, but, no, but that's interesting because it's comedy. Like you mentioned before that when we put all our personal shit out there, we're putting all of, we're kind of laying it on the line. I wonder yeah. if the audience feels like they know us better than, than the transaction that just happened, right? You're sure watching a show. They just feel like they could just cross that line without lesser than you wouldn't do that to a music, like a band. Yeah. Go, I I remember, like, my, the, my, it's like one of my, my big, one of my biggest idols in comedy is David Cross, and I saw him oh, yeah. live. Like, I'd been doing comedy for maybe three months back in New Orleans. He came through, did a show. I was, of course, bought tickets. Fucking, he doesn't do. He does music venues, so you're, there's it's mostly standing room, which is oh, very wow. interesting. Um, but something about it makes you pay more attention. I swear to God, something oh. about standing there makes you just a little more oh. attentive because you're oh, standing. Yeah. Yeah. But afterwards, he like kind of came out to this area. He'd take pictures with people. This was years ago when there wasn't camera phones. It was like legit old school camera shit. Uh, and he would say hi to people, but they kind of got moved along. And then I just kind of waited till he was at the bar. And I walked over and just was very like, hey, David, so was, you know, huge fan. I told him a sketch for Mr. Show, which was a, sh a show that like defined me. I love this sketch. It was amazing. Just, I love your album. Thank you so much for coming to New Orleans later. And as I was walking away, he goes, wait, 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 wait. And then he bought us a shot. And we, like, did a shot together. And then I got the fuck out of there still. I did the shot. I was like, thank <laughs> you. Yeah. got the fuck out of there. And it's like, that is a perfect fan interaction, if you ask me. Right. You approach the person. You say what you, you say what it is that you love about them. I didn't even ask for a picture. Just say what you would love. Uh, maybe they buy you a shot. Maybe they buy you a drink. Maybe they give you a hit of a joint. Maybe they fucking pass the needle in the belt and say, hit it, bro. Whatever they do, <laughs> you accept and then still get the fuck out of there. You know, like, right. Anyway. I agree with the pictures too. I don't, I'm not a big picture person. Like, I mean, I've had opportunities to meet people and I really just like that experience, that moment, you know, like being getting your phone out, just, it ruins it. I think it ruins it. That's just it me. It does ruin it. You know, uh, Hannibal does a thing where he doesn't take pictures with people on their phones. He has a personal photographer that will just snap a shitload of pictures of you as you're interacting with them. Oh, wow. Uh, and, then, and then after you're done, he'll get your info and email you, like, all these pictures. So instead of just you and Hannibal, who's kind of – or whoever being just like – you know, it's like you laughing with Hannibal or you nice. shaking his hand or you, like, having a moment, which just looks cooler. If you that's ask amazing. Me. Yeah, that's great. What is your spirit animal? Owl. Owl. <laughs> Shit, that was fast. Nice. Yeah, Absolutely, without a doubt. I'm a fuck. I love. I'm obsessed with owls. I love owls. When I was 15 years old, I was at my parent. My parents' uh, house was in Slidell, Louisiana, which is in a neighborhood that was like slightly wooded. And I was hanging out of the window with the window closed behind me and a sweater. It was a fucking real rinky-dink operation I had. Basically, I would wrap a sweater around my waist, hang out the window, and close it so I'd be hanging out so I could smoke a cigarette. Nice. Uh, nice. Uh, yeah, I was fucking smoking a a camel red light. Do you guys remember those? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. They were so you know camel lights. There was yeah. a, a while where they made camel red lights. It was just it was just a fucking different package way for them to sell more cigarettes, but they were supposed to be made with like 
a Turkish blend. Later, they would become Camel Turkish Gold for you cigarette heads out there. <laughs> but I'm smoking a cigarette in the woods, and I hear like a like a, like a hardcore, just ear, like a shriek. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? And like maybe 20 feet ahead of me, on a there's a branch, and there's just a just a moment like. Eyes <laughs> just stared directly at me for a second, and then sw- swung its head back around and was gone. It was just fucking gone, and I became obsessed. I'm obsessed with them still to this day. I'm, it, it's it's I've I, I've been told I look like an owl by people on acid. <laughs> um, everything about when you read about like the the, the genetic makeup of an owl, it's very similar to me. <laughs> Yeah, you're full of feathers. It's great. I, 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 yeah, I, I can see that. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I move quietly. You know, it's great. You eat small rodents. It's about right, yeah. I do. I do yeah. eat small rodents. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready for that lightning round, Tambir. What you got? Let's, let's do this. All right, so lightning round, no thinking. The first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. You ready? Yeah. All right, who do you think will win in a fight? Danny DeVito or Bobby Lee? <laughs> Danny DeVito. Uh, rank in the order of importance: money, fame, sex, sleep, food. Money, sleep, food, fame, sex. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> all right, all right. Would you rather go on stage not with nausea or diarrhea? Diarrhea. All right, man. Okay. Oh. Uh, <laughs> who do you like more, Mary or me? <laughs> all right. All right, do it. Say it. Say it. <laughs> ah, I can't. Uh, Mary, just because I know her longer. That's it. That's the only reason. All right. I would like okay. to say that all three of us on this right now are all Scorpios. So the, the, this is very strong. This is a very strong episode, guys. It is, actually. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Scorpions. All right. Sorry, I got it. All right. One last question. And I'm going to ask you about this um, after this. But... Rank these comedians in the order of their funniness, like the least funny to the most funny. Okay. Ari Shafir, Bud Kreischer, Sean Patton, Mark Norman. Um, Sean Patton, Ari Shafir, Bud Kreischer, Mark Norman. All right. You did great. That was the end of the lightning round. Before we end our episode, we, of course, want to say thank you so much for coming on board. I'm going to showcase your Instagram and your Twitter, which people can find out all your great shows. Uh, We asked one last question to every guest. When someone Googles you, what do you want your autocomplete to be? Sean Patton, human. Nice. Fair. Nice and simple. Human. Love it. Because that means, because it's going to come out that I'm not human, right? <laughs> not extraterrestrial or more like a titan, you know what Some I mean? fucking owl, people. We've already yeah, got yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that? Tell me that you don't see a fucking barn owl. <laughs> and that's our show. What did you think? It was amazing. I got a lot of action items, though. I got to send him a package. That he said he'd cover shipping for. for. Mm-hmm. I gotta send him the link to that show. By the way, if you're watching, it's the show is called Hasmuk. It's on Netflix India. It's here as well. Uh, what is the third thing that I had to do? That's it, I think. I think that was it. Yeah, yeah. You, you had right. to record. You had to document your 
sealing of the bag before you sent it off. Oh, I don't think I'm comfortable doing that. Well, not the actual process, but like just sealing, sealing. envelope. I, eh, I don't know. No, I don't. I don't feel like it now. Fair but enough. this was fun. Yeah. This was a fun episode, though. But oh, that was good. All right. Well, this was our episode for this week. We were so so grateful for Sean Patton to give us some of his time this week uh, with his very crazy busy schedule. Please check him out on his Instagram and Twitter at Mr. Sean Patton. You can find all his shows that he will be performing at. Uh, and as always, please subscribe. And if you really, really liked us, please share us with your friends, family, and enemies. Till next time, I'm Mary Picarazzi. And I'm Tanvi Aurora.